Many times in our life, beginnings happen very small, even unnoticeable. And we've seen this throughout our life, right? Many times, I'm sure there are people who would say, oh, invest in this stock. It's going to skyrocket. But yet nobody hears about it. Sometimes that's true. More often than not, that's not true. They start very small. Years ago, something started so small that has now changed our life. And I'll just share my perspective. So years ago, when I was in college, uh, before seminary, before returning to the church, I was living in Los Angeles, and there was this idea of putting videos online. And we came across this website that hosted videos, and I thought, who would sit at their computer and watch a video? This is the dumbest idea. No one's going to do this. And yet all these videos are like cat videos or people falling off things. I'm like, this website's not going to last. And my friend's like, no, I think it will. I think, I think it's going to be huge. And I'm like, well, what is it called? It's called YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, no way. And something like that at first seems so insignificant. But yet we look at it now. And you can basically get a good education if you know where to look on YouTube for lectures, learning anything, any kind of skill. But it started so small. Right? Same thing with the iPhone. When the iPhone came out, one of my classmates got it. Um, I don't know how, but all of us were like huddled around him. And the big, biggest thing was the internet looks just like it does on the computer, but it's on your phone. And many of us were like, I don't know what you're going to use it for, but hey. And now we use our phone for so many things. But here we have in the gospel today the beginning of the gospel of Mark. And in many ways, the beginning of the gospel message as a whole. Because Mark was the first gospel that was written. And as we start off with this beginning, what do we find but this crazy looking person in the middle of nowhere in the desert? In the wilderness, it says. What does that mean? Right? It may seem like a wilderness outside of our home, but yet the Lord entrusted. This man, his cousin, who for any of us, if we saw him today, we most likely wouldn't believe anything he said. But there was something in his words, something that the prophet says, which is quoted here and mentioned in the first reading, that touched the people's hearts. And that's something important for us to remember. That no matter what somebody looks like, no matter where their beginning has started, that everyone has something to say and something to offer. 
that can impact us. And it's the same for us. We have something to offer other people in our words. Many times we can be hesitant. Right? Because when we are younger, most likely our parents said, shh, be quiet, don't say anything. And so many times we grow in the habit of just holding our tongue. And many times that is necessary. But sometimes it is also necessary to speak. And so this man, John, had one such a powerful message that he brought people to him, but then he didn't direct them to him. They didn't stay to him. He kept pointing to Jesus. Kept pointing to Jesus. There are times throughout Advent in the next few weeks where the Lord will use some somebody, some moment. Could be words on the radio, for those that still listen to radio. It could be words on a YouTube video, maybe in a movie, where it just strikes you a certain way. And you're drawn into it. The Lord will use anybody and anything to speak to you, to touch your heart, to get you closer to himself. And the first person he wanted to use was John. And what John had was humility. And so whenever we hear somebody giving us hard truths, whenever we hear something from somebody else or from some other medium, and we kind of get that sense of, hmm, that, I feel like it's talking to me, that person or that medium, video, radio, whatever. We have to have the humility of John to really take that to prayer. To not keep it within ourselves, trying to figure it out. We do too much of that nowadays, trying to figure it all out. We're not meant to figure everything out. We're meant to take what we receive that strikes us, that moves us, and bring it to Jesus. Because with Jesus, he unravels all the misunderstandings. He unravels all of what doesn't make sense. And this is what we have to look forward to at Christmas. This welcoming of God in the flesh that could untwist all our misunderstandings that could open up our eyes that might have gone blind through different ideologies, certain politics, whatever it may be. Jesus was not conservative or liberal at all. 
he was one who told the truth. Whether that truth brought joy and peace and relief, or whether that truth brought conviction. But knowing that that conviction would lead to repentance, which is the ultimate message of John. Prepare and get ready. Says he was proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And so we've already had our penance service here. But this week, if you didn't haven't had a chance to go, it's a good time this week to go within the depths of our hearts, those places that we have deserted, those places that are a desert, those places that we don't want to look at, that we bring no nourishment, and so it dries up. We have to go to those places and bring those to the church, to Jesus Christ. That is one of the best ways to prepare for him coming. Because we are made anew. There is a new beginning. There is an oasis that springs forth in that desert. Anyone who ever has been to the baptismal spot at the Jordan will notice that there is vegetation around that spot, but yet it is surrounded by a desert. And when I mean vegeta- when I mean plants and stuff, I don't mean like vast plants around. I'm talking like a good 20, 30 feet of plants on either side, and then that's it. very revealing and that's what what the Lord wants for us to start a new beginning and it starts with something so small of just opening up our hearts and even when one thing ends which for us, bringing nourishment to that desert, that desert will cease to become a desert, and so it ends. But then there is a beginning. Just like the end of Mark's gospel is also a beginning. The end of the gospel is when he is giving the commission to the apostles, go and baptize all people. And where the message ends, the apostle's life begins. And if you think about it, we're about to end a calendar year, but yet we are beginning a liturgical year. The crossroads between the end and the beginning are very close together. And so again this week, let us go out to the desert within our very selves. And let us bring those things to the surface and the Lord will pour out his love and his grace and water that desert to bring new life and new beginning to it. 
or walk into the confessional looking like John the Baptist and we'll walk out all new. This is the hope that Jesus has for us. A newness and a beauty that maybe throughout the year we've forgotten because it can be so easy to forget. But thank God for the gospel which reminds us of who we truly are and how he sees us.